Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road, and we'd uh, love for you to come visit with us. It's a brisk Sunday afternoon, hoping the uh, clouds will sort of wisp away. Calvin may have to put that back his gloves on. I know. If it... Uh, but uh, the sun's the sun is. You don't fighting. like the clouds? Uh, no, I, I, just a little sun would be nice. Although the sun is fighting through. But anyway, uh, you can come on by and visit with us. Ask your gardening question in person, or you can call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You made Calvin zip his coat up. I know. He's cold. Poor Calvin. It's not, I don't think it's as bad as uh, it was yesterday. Though. No, it's it's warmer. It's just without that sun, no, it's warmer wind. and it's not as windy. Yeah. Wind seems to be out of the, uh, the south wind seems to be out of the south. Uh, Did you happen <laughs> to see the news last night? No. Which news? It was terrible destruction and uh, carnage it, and deaths and people homeless over around Marin and Seguin. Where those tornadoes came through. He watches the different news. Yeah, apparently so. The tornadoes were tough over there, Milton. I I know, so we shouldn't talk about it until we have all the details. (laughs) Well, uh, they had that on the news. They had crews out covering all that. Did they? Oh, yeah. You'll have have to uh, link that up on the site. (laughs) Yeah, Jerry TV uh, is what you want to go to online to find these YouTube videos. Uh, 2-1-0. Thank you, Alvis. Uh, We also have more Alvis music today. All right. uh, To belatedly honor the king's uh, death. Uh, Not his death. This is a birth on January 8th. Uh, and Al, Al will get some more trivia for us. He's picked out some tunes. He wants to make sure we give credit where credit is due, and that's Wikipedia, where he's getting some of this information. So. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. So I have a question. Okay. Let's start off with one of my questions. We have an answer. All right. So. May not be right. <laughs> all right. It's, uh, so Laura and I went walking in Hardberger Park yesterday. Yeah. Were okay. you holding hands? A little bit, yes. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> um. So, we noticed that, so we had learned two weeks ago on the first on our walk that Spanish moss in trees was an indication that the air was clean. That was from the guide at um, Honey Creek Nature Preserve. Oh, okay. Well, then you're really not going to like my question. If that's not accurate, then that blows my whole theory. The uh, What we noticed was I saw we were walking and... There's a part that goes by, uh, which is Hardberger Park, um, Wurzbach Parkway, and we noticed there was lots of ball moss, which I didn't know if ball moss helped, if it was an indication of clean air or not. Neither one of them did. Okay. 
Think, huh? I think how much Spanish moss is in Louisiana, Milton. Well, maybe the air is clean. <laughs> it's it's Louisiana, Milton. Ball moss is more related to the age of the trees and also the soil. If the trees have kind of reached maximum height or they're, yeah. or they're packed in there so they're competing and not growing, that's a kind of ideal place for okay. ball moss. Go ahead. So what we noticed was... <laughs> So it doesn't sound like there's any any validity here. Was the closer we were to the highway, the more ball moss there was on the trees. They were really thick, uh, and they were pretty. It was they were pretty thick. Not the ball moss, but the trees in that area. Uh, and then as we got further away, and they were actually the trees were a little sparser. The ball moss was a little sparser. So yeah, it's the thickness of the well, uh, the brush and the well. And then the uh, you know when they describe. An ideal environment for ball moss. They talk about uh, moist air and uh, okay. So you know, so if you got a a uh, dense crowns, that would be mo- moist air too. Yeah. So that's, that was where that's yeah. that's that's accurate. That's what we saw. So no relationship to carbon dioxide coming no. from the cars off the highway. It, it doesn't make the trees any Who happier. Who that told you that foolish? Not no, that we was, were theorizing. theorizing. We, we were just making this up no, as we I'm were I'm talking about the clean air. I'm not going to say now. Come on, Milton. No. no I already, I already said know, it once. You know, it was a guide at a state park. They they do relate uh, lichen to clean yeah, air. Yeah, I remember you all talked about that. that yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's, there's lichen there's out there, There's no lichens in Louisiana, Milton. <laughs> there's plenty of clean air in Louisiana. <laughs> just just hard to find. Um, we apologize to our listeners in Louisiana. <laughs> Both of you are probably offended, and, and we're very sorry. Um, but, yeah, okay, so that's kind of what we saw. We saw it on everything. And then uh, our, let's see, I'm looking at the, are crepe myrtles the only ones that do that? Exfoliation and that. Oh, what else does that uh, kind of? Uh, Texas persimmon. Yeah. Ooh, I bet that's what it was. Do they kind of yeah. look like crepe myrtles? Yeah, they, they look like. Yeah, it's that smooth bark yeah. and kind of a, a whitish bark. Yeah. yeah. Right. Ooh, okay, that's what we saw. They're kind of cool plants too. Yeah, they're good. Uh, they're kind of hard to transplant. Okay. Oh but yeah. I, but I had I had some in my landscape there. Were were native. In other words, they were growing there. Yeah. I never have tried to transplant one. Yeah, I like I like them because they uh, are another one of those species that makes good cover for birds. But when the berry, when the fruit's on there, it's you know all the movement you can see the mockingbirds, yeah, in there, mm. the doves and blue jays, cardinals, everything is in there. But they and they have the woodpeckers are the oh, one, yeah. quite a because they have they have to chop those persimmons up. They're not they're too big to bring. Hole, so, so the woodpeckers are in there all taking them apart. Oh, are they about the size of a golf ball, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the persimmons? Yeah, the persimmons, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're not nearly as big as a Japanese persimmon. But, but uh, uh, a little too big for... Yeah, <laughs> a, lot of people, a lot of people listening that have those are now cursing the radio because... Are they evasive? The, the female tree, which yeah. has the fruit. Once it has, when it has fruit, and drops on your driveway, or it's 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 a mess. Oh, because uh, the fruit is black. That's yeah. that's why it's great if the birds eat it. Yeah, yeah. But I've got the one that uh, 
I find loquat worse in terms of dropping fruit. Oh, yeah. Because it's bigger bigger fruit. Yeah. And then the time of the year... The birds don't seem to be as much on yeah. ready for action. As and the loquat is uh, has more fruit, a lot more fruit. Usually, yeah. the persimmon don't have a, yeah. a lot of fruit. If it's uh, a lot of times, they're kind of on the edge, not in full sun. They do much better in, with fruit in full sun, but they do yeah. fine. They do fine if they got shade. Remember, the female has the fruit, right? And uh, the ones that don't have fruit are, are the males. males. The um, and you can't you can't make them change. Okay. They don't they right. don't feel like they <laughs> they want to have fruit. That doesn't happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the um, so there's no useful purpose to moss as it relates to air quality. No. Is there any besides nesting? Is there any other useful? To, no. Uh, okay. Well, it's, <laughs> must have some use. Well, it's uh, it's got it's uh. A lot of people find it a, a tra- rustic and attractive. And a Spanish moss is beautiful. yeah. Of a, of it's like area. we were walking through an old plantation, all the Spanish moss down there. It's tough to manage. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. You, can't, uh, you, can, you can spray for ball moss, yeah. but you can't spray for uh, uh, Spanish moss. And just because they're named moss, are they related or no? Not no. close. They're not related. So. Really? Oh, well, okay. And as far as I know, I think Spanish moss is a parasitic. Oh, it's, at least it's uh, yeah blocks oh. it blocks the. I don't know about that. Blocks all the yeah the light and everything because it hangs down. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask we Google. Used, we used to have a. There used to be some. At a hat at a planting. Oh, what's the name of that? Uh, not Hubner. Over over in that area, and I watched it for years because I I did TV programs in there sometimes to show the difference between ball moss and Spanish moss. Did you notice that there's no ball moss where there's Spanish moss? Mm, no, but <laughs> there was no Spanish moss in. Oh, okay. But uh, they brought it. I guess they brought it from Louisiana or somewhere. And they they uh, they they started. Oh, people used to bring it because they liked the way it hung down. I guess. But uh, I've been watching that Spanish moss there for forty years, and it spread. It has spread into the neighborhood. And I imagine the way they started it, we just brought some Spanish moss from Louisiana and draped it on the trees there. It's not. Oh. Yeah, it's not. Not a, parasitic. Yeah, it's not native either. Okay. It's, uh, but it is, yeah, it's a little t- tough on your landscaping. But a lot of people, it's a feature of the landscaping. Yeah. Um, just because of its characteristic southern plantation look. Now, according to a website that I can't figure out, ganbarumedia.com, have no idea about it, trees are known to purify the air and emit oxygen. So far, so good. Yeah, they emit oxygen for sure. Studies show that moss is highly effective at purifying the air. Oh, man. This is because moss can absorb nitrogen, nitrogen oxide, and dust, as well as various ozone gases in the air. Okay. <laughs> what is that website now? G A N B A R U Media. 
I don't know how to pronounce it or why it's a. Does it give an author? No, I will look. I'll do some more research, or maybe Dennis will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll do some too, Dennis. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. There's there's a bunch of research that exists. Just it's nothing real new, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah, we just. Uh, I know we gave it a lot of attention 30, 40 years ago in school, but yeah. but now it's been a while. Those liberal teachers were probably teaching. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> all right, I'll get you. I'll get you more information. All okay. right, the, the uh, Brian is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Brian. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Uh, good morning. I'm good. How are y'all? Good, good. What's going on? Well, I was trying to to, uh, to get some Sioux pecan trees up here in the uh, Bernie area, and I'm kind of having trouble finding them, and they keep mentioning Desirable and some of the other um, uh, pecan trees with the Indian names that are supposed right, to get that's to a this good area. One. Yeah, so that's, a, that's, that's one that's going to keep producing over the years, uh, like the Sioux does. Yeah, the neat, the neat thing about uh, Desirable, and that's been around for a long, long time, it's a USDA release, and uh, the neat thing about it is it's uh, it has a thicker shell than most of the paper shells. It's good, good compromise for yeah. uh, places where you can't give it uh, two inches of rain, uh, two yeah. inches of water every week. And those, uh, and why would you want a thicker shell? Be harder to shell. Well, it's also harder for the birds to crack, oh, the crows. That's good. And stuff to crack. So uh, that's a very available uh, variety. And uh, pa- the Pawnee, I like. Yeah, it's another and, good one. And the. Uh, the deal is uh, it, it doesn't overproduce. It has a tendency not to overproduce, which is a good thing because that means it produces some every year. And they're filled nuts. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's they're, nice. they're not huge nuts, oh, yeah. so they, they fill out every year, regardless of, well, I, okay. I don't think I've ever seen a, a desirable nut that wasn't filled out. Okay, good. So the other question I kind of have as far as uh, the soil that it's going into, it's, it's, there's not a lot of uh, topsoil. It's uh, down low. It gets into the caliche real quick. So is that, that going to be okay as far as the tree and the root system? It's not the best uh, for oh. Now, my neighborhood is the same thing, but uh, it's got pecan trees everywhere, but it um, really takes them, a, takes them a while, and they take a lot of attention. Uh, to get them to grow. Okay. Yeah. We, we've okay. got, uh, I'm looking at our listing of fruit trees and nut trees that we're going to have available, and uh, Desirable is on that list, uh-huh. as well as Kiowa. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Is and, Pawnee there, Terry? Yeah, no, Pawnee is there. And Choctaw, is that another decent one? Uh, it was, it was kind of lost favor. Yeah, we used to recommend Choctaw quite a bit, along with Mohawk. Yeah, I was trying to re- and remember it. It resp- as long as there was a lot of good irrigation, yeah, it responded. Right, and, right, right. But it's tougher uh, to keep it producing. They're they're right. they're large nuts, so uh, 
Uh-huh. You uh, in when when it has adverse weather conditions, meaning low rainfall, uh, unless you irrigate, and mo- most homeowners can't irrigate uh-huh. uh, sufficiently for pecan tree. Uh, so you you better off to sit, stick with desirable and uh, maybe some of the, the Kiowa, which is my, my favorite uh, for nuts are concerned. Beautiful. Okay, and on. then as far as uh, pollination, do uh, do the uh, does desirable need another uh, another uh, desirable there to help with the pollination, or is no, no, no. We we really don't worry about. Uh, There's lots of pecans around. Let's see. You said you were in uh, Laver- uh, Bernie. Yes, Laverne. Bernie. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we, uh, because we usually don't don't worry a lot about uh, cross pollination. Uh, okay. They're they're no regularly uh, self pollinated. Okay, so and then, uh, uh, one other uh, one other thing I wanted to uh, ask about is as far as if it's going into this caliche, is if it would it, would it help to um, just make sure it gets plenty of water? Would it help get the roots down into that uh, down into that dirt? Well, yeah, you just got to be patient. You water it, keep it watered on a regular basis. Right, um, right. Of course, you know, and then you wish you had uh, stream bed uh, soil, but. Uh, <laughs> People, people get them to grow. Uh, my right. my whole neighborhood uh, looks like it was a pecan orchard at one time, even uh, though that's uh, soil. Soil is poor. Uh, getting back to your getting to back to your pollination problem uh-huh. or uh-huh. question. Uh, they've got a they they talk about uh, desirable being one of the most. Uh, 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 one of the best pollinators that they ha- have for the other other okay. trees, but uh-huh. they say uh, if you want to be sure, uh, you can cross pollinate with uh, desirable with Kiowa, uh-huh. and and vice versa. Right. Uh, and uh, Calvin mentioned Pawnee, and you can cross pollinate it with Kiowa as well. So Kiowa okay. must be a good pollinator. I like Pawnee because it's a September uh, harvest yeah. maturing, uh-huh. and then also it uh, seems to be less affected by uh, aphids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good and luck. So, All right. Arnie, okay. thank you so much. Oh, okay. Thanks, Thanks sir. for calling. All right. 210-308-8867. Marty is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Marty. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? All right, and Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year to you. What's going on? Yes, I have a uh, few questions for Dr. Parsons. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, I, you mentioned on one of the shows uh, that you had a favorite strawberry that you had, I think, that seen at, at Potita, you had Judge. Yeah, the, the strawberries uh, have changed since I used to uh, be a judge at the uh, at Strawberry Festival, because yeah. David Rodriguez and Dr. Larry Stein and whatever have uh, have done some testing of strawberries. There's okay. a statewide strawberry testing program going on, uh, okay. sponsored by uh, 
Uh, I'm sorry, I can't think of who sponsors that. But anyway, uh, they've got some newer varieties, which we've had here. And uh, uh, Calvin has tried several of them with pretty good success. Yeah, last year, was those varieties were spectacular. Yeah. This year, I've gone back to some of the old, <laughs> the, some different varieties. That, but uh, the most, uh, the best you can do, uh, I mean, the you, you need to use transplant. Okay. And uh, the gr- the grower of transplants are only using those varieties that uh, that David and uh, Dr. Stein recommend. Okay. I, I think you had mentioned one. Um, I, I think it was called a seascape. That was. That, yeah, that seascape. was one in the late. Seascape, yeah, least, seascape, yeah. seascape is a. Uh, uh, it's relatively new on the market. Okay. But uh, the home gar- the gardeners and everything, are, and we're all kind of uh, limited by what the uh, commercial producer can uh, find to grow transplants of. Okay. Because they all they use all storage uh, cold storage uh, plants. Right. Uh, and then and then that come in with bare come in bare rooted. And then I think they cut most of the roots off, if not all of the roots off, and then put them in a small uh, four and a half inch container. You don't know if that one's going to be available uh, or not, do you? No, I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. When they come in, we'll mention it. Well, you could. The other the other thing is you could. Uh, David's in the middle of that process. You could see if David's got any more information. Yeah. Yeah. He, okay. He's a, he's the horticulturist at the Extension office in Bear County. Right. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try to contact. Well, him. if you yeah, if you wanted to get a kind of a preview of what's going to happen next okay. fall. There was one that I tried last year. I think it was festival. Yeah, that's one I yeah, like. That's a yeah, that one I really like. Festival. Now that one, I, that, that one I had real good luck with that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's one uh, of the ones that came out. Yeah, of they did. That was. That was great. That's that's one you could explore with David to see what's going on if it's going to be available on the okay. market. Okay. Like I said, yeah. the, avail- the availability depends on uh, if they can get transplants. Even Milton. Oh. Had Even yeah. Milton had luck Festival. with it. I had a little luck with it, yeah. <laughs> okay. And this one's for Milton um, yeah. uh, on his behalf. Uh, <laughs> do, you know, do you know if the Rio Grande Gold Pepper is going to be available this year? If what? No, real grandy gold pepper. Oh no! Why not? <laughs> Are we gonna, yeah. Can we bring it back? Don't start that on me again. Oh. Why do they keep Man. letting? Oh, we had all those people save seeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, if they did save seeds, they can plant them in uh, March. Uh, did you not? Did you have it last year, Marty? Yeah, I had them, but the, the freeze got it. And, oh. Yeah, did you harvest? Uh, did you harvest any seed? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, real good, Marty. That's why. That's why I turned to you. <laughs> we'll put the call out. We saved the the blue bonnet seed. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, he was focused on just that. He didn't care about the poor Rio Grande gold pepper. But they are white, red, and blue. Yeah, yeah, so it was that's true. Required uh, concentration to get that done. 
We might look around and see if we can find a few. Yeah, we'll we'll put the call out. Oh no, here we go. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it worked last year. Thanks, Marty. Let me see what I can do. Good luck on your strawberries, Marty. Keep us informed. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Right. 210-308-8867. If you have uh, Rio Grande Gold Seed, call us at 210-308-8867. Help me and Marty out. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment on uh, 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Now is the time. Now's the time to head on over to Millburgers to find savings on fruit trees. You know, you've heard a lot about fruit trees. We've talked about them on the air, and you've gone to some of the seminars. Well, now is the time to find the best selection of the year on fruit trees at Millburgers, and now's the time to plant. At Millburgers, you can choose from apples and peaches or pears or plums or apricots and much, much more. And all varieties are selected and recommended for San Antonio and Central Texas. So you won't be disappointed buying a fruit tree that does great in Minnesota, but not so well in San Antonio. That's right. And you'll find savings on these fruit trees as well. In the five-gallon container, regularly $34.99, now 20% off. You'll save on half-barrel planters, lawn top dressing from Nature's Creation Organic Compost and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Love me tender, love me sweet, never let me go. You have made my life complete, and I love you so. Love me. Very good. Which, which movie? Love me, Ted. Love me. Okay, and in order of Elvis movies, when was that one released? First, second, third? It should have never been released. Oh, stop it. <laughs> that was Elvis's Elvis acting movie. Yeah, that was Elvis's first movie. According it should to, have been his last. Oh, stop. <laughs> there are lots of Elvis fans that will disagree. Elvis fans, you can write Jerry with your your opinion. Anyway, uh, 31 films between 56 and 69. That many? Uh, yeah, I didn't. That's what, according to Wikipedia, Wikipedia and Elvis. Uh, Somehow I imagine it was seven or seven or eight. This was released in uh, November 21st, 1956. Um, oh, wow. Although he was not top billed. The film's original, though he was not top billed, the film's original title, The Reno Brothers, was changed to capitalize on his latest number one record, Love Me Tender, had to hit top of the charts earlier that month. Uh, to further take advantages of Elvis's popularity, four musical numbers were added to what was originally a straight acting role. The film was panned by critics and Parsons. There you go. And did not do well at the box office. <laughs> okay. All the, all the people that liked his singing would show up. Yeah. And liked his hair. Did you go see it? You know, he was a half-breed, Milton. He played a half-breed. In that movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't remember it? No. I saw it once. He's half remember. Indian. Okay. And in fact, that's the way the, way the movie ended. He rode off into the... I thought this was... die in the, in the wilderness. I thought this was a Civil War movie. No, no, no. You sure? Yeah. Where one of the brothers... 
<laughs> doesn't come back. And, all right. I don't know. Maybe so. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, take a second to talk about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. We're going to hopefully talk to Spider-Man if he can call us today around 1 o'clock because... He was uh, saying we were talking about organic control for roaches, and one of the things that he uh, texted me about, we have a fabulous new formula with a mixture of peppermint oil, rosemary oil, and lemongrass uh, and cloves. It's a little aromatic, but uh, quickly dissipates, and it's showing great results uh, in killing these insects. So, oh, kill it, kill it. Kill yeah, Jerry thought they were liking it. Yeah, uh, all no. those fragrances. it kills roses, I mean roaches. Or, or it keeps them away. We'll find out from... Uh, you know what I use on them? Paper towel. <laughs> That's after they're dead or no, to, to kill them? Well, on the run. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, if you want. Our shoe left. If you want a little <laughs> less one on one contact with those roaches, uh, give Spider Man and Termite and Pest Control a call. 210 656 3721. 210 Go online, learn more, but call them about that if you're interested. If you're having a problem with roaches, silverfish, and he said a couple other insects, this may be a, an organic solution that you're happy with uh, 210-656-3721 go trace is on the porch hey trace trace is in the house what's going on trace hello gentlemen hello trace i was just looking at calvin's article from yesterday and he talks about several peaches uh that we like and uh you have them here available at member that's good and after the show yesterday i went and counted red baron oh there's right. 10 of them out there all right and i saw them this morning i walked through there Did you? Yeah. <laughs> i so, didn't see so ten. That, there's 10 so and if that would interest you uh give us a call and we'll save some for you yeah that red baron is a beautiful yeah. bloomer and has pretty good fruit too i saw the la Valenciana too i didn't uh yeah I didn't see text. I didn't look real close, but I didn't see text. There's Techstar. Do they have any John Fanix out there? I, I'm not sure if that one showed up yet, but oh, I, okay. I can find out. I think I ordered it. Yeah, well, it's on the list. Well, well then, if it's not here, it will be here soon. It's and uh, I, I never, I was reading about John Fanick Peach, and it said uh, it's uh, it's named after uh, John Fanick, uh, a, a fa- uh, insanity. With the San Antonio nursery named Fanning, and named after the renowned nurseryman who gave so much to this industry. That's that's a nice write-up. It is a nice write-up. It came from a seedling of La Feliciana, so it's got to be pretty good. But uh, and that Red Baron, you got it available. Now that Red Baron, we like it. Because uh, the the blooms are spectacular, plus it does produce a peach. Yeah. Uh, but gosh, that that bright red and the blooms last and last and last. So yeah, and those of you who are in the hill country, say from Bernie or uh, Fredericksburg or Kerrville uh, or whatever, they've got some uh, redskin, which is my favorite of all time. But it's uh, 750 to 850 chilling hours. So uh, you have to be in the hill country, or should be in the hill country to use it. And uh, it ripens in July and August. It's like our Morris Plum, oh. Milton. But it's freestone. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Were any, after David's presentation, were there other trees that people were asking you about? or they just, They've been asking about trees 
Period. So oh, just because it's shade, time of year? Shade trees, fruit trees, ficus trees. Ficus trees. We had trees. people taking advantage of that uh, 20% discount yesterday on some specimen-sized ficus trees. Oh, okay. So that's, uh, by the way, you can learn about all the discounts and all the stuff by going to millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com. And uh, speaking of shade trees, as you set up your own segue accidentally, I think, David Rodriguez was here yesterday. He'll be here in, uh, not next Saturday, but Saturday a week, and 20th, he'll be talking 25th. about... He'll be talking about shade trees. Yeah. Um, and uh, if, if, you've, uh, if you've not taken advantage of the CPS rebate... Yeah. Uh, you That's know, still going? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of the trees that he'll be talking about qualify... Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, the, the the list is really comprehensive. So if you got a favorite tree, it'll, it'll probably be on that list. Even there's a every tree Jerry and I have recommended yeah. is there. Plus there's some that we want that are unusual that we yes, wonder about, like aquas and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> now I've got an aqua <laughs> in my yard that I got here many years ago <laughs> that I really love. Just it's a slow grower. Yeah, and. Uh, Kind of a, Does yours stay green most winters? Most winters. But uh, I think two winters ago it lost all its leaves. Well, ours last year did, did but it? the year before they didn't. Huh. Yeah, so it's uh, kind of neat tree. I didn't realize it, it uh, will spread, too, though. It'll kinda, Uh-oh, seedlings? Uh, I mean, not, uh, not really. Uh, suckers? suckers? Suckers, yeah. 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 But, gosh, what a! it's another one of those uh, well, unbelievable wildlife yeah, uh, plants the, the fruit it produces, and had the cover. It's a native blooming tree. I mean, it uh, it has everything we need. Yeah, it's pretty. That's a great thing. You know, I've been seeing a lot of people walk out of here with a house plant. You have. That's <laughs> what I was saying. They were I mean, people taking advantage of that right and left. Twenty percent off. They, they're tired of looking at their poinsettias. Yeah, I see. And that. they know they want a plant there. <laughs> they may not have had one before, but that poinsettia yeah. looks so good there. They're. they're uh, they're ready to uh, put a house plant in that same yeah. spot. And y'all got some. Y'all got, got them in the green. Now. We got a fresh, ship, in the green. fresh shipment in on uh, Tuesday. So there's all kinds of stuff in there. Oh, very cool. They come out of the valley. Oh no, um, most house plants sold in the United States come out of Florida. Okay. Uh, so they go they, they go from Central America, bare root, into Florida. The okay. growing operations they uh, they re. Uh, Reestablish a root system on them, and then they ship them all across the country. Okay. Uh, there's probably a few people in uh, in California, and there are there, well, there used to be several here in Texas. Yeah. But I think now we're down to just a couple. Yeah, the one uh, we the big one uh, used to be a big. I guess the biggest was the one was in. Uh, it was a real grande nursery. Uh, real, 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 real grand. Uh, real valley nursery. Well, it was real grand. <laughs> but it's out of business, I think. I believe so. Yeah. That one, that company used to uh, provide us, lend us plants for the, yeah. the rodeo display right, every single right, year. Right. Big semi would come with the stuff. And then Speaking of it, that, I w- I, uh, that segues in on purpose or not on purpose. Yeah. To uh, did y'all see these big cabbages and yeah, kale? We did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right they're huge. All right, so they they grow a lot. Uh, Peterson Brothers grows a lot of these uh, large specimen vegetables for the Go Texan tent, and there's always leftovers. Yeah, and uh, so we got the uh, the 
extra plants that they're that big work. so if you're, if you're interested in seeing fabulous looking vegetable plants and being able to purchase it because you can't purchase them at the rodeo uh we we've got the uh, <laughs> samples of most everything that they're going to have uh, some of the really neatest ones are the chard over there with all the all the color right i like that and, and i kind of like the cabbage even though uh, yeah. you know the head's already forming inside but it's uh, still cool looking yeah, yeah if you had that on your patio yeah uh, i don't know how long they'd last maybe a month six weeks well, uh, it'd be it'd be something you could set out yeah. there, and when your neighbors or your friends come uh, over, you can say, "Look what I grew." <laughs> now the kale kale will last l- longer in a container like that. And they've got spinach in a, uh, somewhere in yeah, the gallon. Yeah, a few spinach. So yeah. the, that's one you can you can cut a cut a salad off of, and then let it grow back. Well, Swiss chard, you can do that. Yeah, I guess so uh, those are pretty. Yeah, they are pretty. So I wanted to do that as plant of the weekend, but there there's only like fourzies oh. of each kind of thing. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of refrained. But they are beautiful, and if cool. you're if you're interested in them, uh, give us a call. We can tell you what we got. They got a red can, cabbage can, too. Yeah, yeah, there is, and we can hold it for you, or uh, or you can come by and look. Yeah, cool. Hey, I have, I have looked and seen because the, another thing on the day is the uh, blood drive, blood and drive, you had asked yep. yesterday if uh, you uh, could schedule your donation uh, that you wanted to donate online, and it looks like we'll find out in two seconds that you can. Uh, yeah. Yep, she told me that uh, we are going to get that set up. Yep, it, and it is, and so uh, they're still uh, available. Two weeks out, I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, uh, by going and making an appointment early, it, it saves you time. Uh, you can get a lot of the paperwork done ahead of time. Uh, and as Trace mentioned, they know how many vehicles uh, to bring, which is real important, too, because then there's less waiting for everybody, and so there's more of a chance of making it a success. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just for your own benefit and for the benefit of others, if you want to come out to the 25th, on the 25th and donate blood, uh, go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue, which is southtexasblood.org. Uh, go to their site, and you can uh, get to the Millburgers site to uh, to make an appointment. And there is a shortage. Yeah, uh, you were saying there's yeah, an, there was an, an emergency. emergency declared last yeah, so really promoting. Well, it. Even if you've never given blood before, it's a it's a good idea. Yeah, it's a great yeah I idea. heard that on the radio yesterday. Something something could always happen, and you need it. Uh, you know, it's always a plan, plan ahead and uh, pay it forward. Yeah, there you go. Very good idea. So, and then Millburgers will give you a uh, $10 gift certificate just for going through the process. The Southwest uh, Blood and Tissue Center also has nice thank you gifts. Um, and, of course, there's the, there'll be a drawing for those who gave blood yes. uh, at the end uh, with a, um, a nice prize on that, too. So go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more about that. They need more Bill Miller coupons. Yeah, that got you there. <laughs> <laughs> My son... <laughs> My son-in-law always gives blood, yeah, and he yeah. gives me his Bill Miller's coupon. That's very nice. That is nice. Because he knows I eat over there. Over yeah. So you mentioned the cabbage. What else is going on? Is stuff starting to come in? You mentioned oh, the yeah. trees. Uh, so we've got uh, another couple of trucks of shade trees coming this week. And uh, I believe our last batch of fruit trees, other than the odds and ends, um, there's going to be some lemons in this group. Oh, okay. Because uh, we were almost out of lemons over there. Yeah. So, um, and the satsumas will be a little bit later, right? Uh, that, I think, is scheduled for February. Okay. That's probably a good idea. And then on the information like you give them, do you have it out for the consumer if they want to know which variety does what and things on like that? On the peaches. 
Yes. Yeah, we've got we've, the same Action. book that you have. We have it divvied up amongst the plants. So if, That's you look, what I if you look right over there, there's one that says citrus. Uh-huh. So there's an equal sheet of what they've got okay. in there that tells them everything about I the citrus trees. I actually saw a have. customer actually had one of those sheets. Well, it's really important when you get to the regular yeah. fruit trees. Uh, yeah. So, you know, for cross-pollinization and yeah. stuff like that, uh, it, it, it becomes the Bible for fruit trees. Yeah. And you you got to know what you're, what you're doing. Now, I don't know if I was wrong, but I, the information on the chill hours is on our, our, your sheets, but I didn't see it on the label that I just... No, they, they probably w- wouldn't put they, it on the label. We, yeah, they we, put we, high or low we, is all they we, put. We go through and we, we do the, the research and, and, uh, and make these sheets as uh, self-explanatory as possible. And in a lot of cases, she actually uh, typed in the, the varieties that we think would be the best pollinators. Ooh, wow. So that's yeah, cool. Yeah, they did so, it on a pecan. So here, here's one of the reasons I mentioned that is uh, I was at a big box store. And what were you doing there? What were you doing there, Milton? I was trying to get a chainsaw, uh. <laughs> and they had, um, which I did eventually get the chainsaw. They had uh, fruit trees all packed up. They were bare root type things, and they had just all these varieties. And it was like names I didn't recognize, and I just knew people were going to be disappointed in getting stuff that didn't. You know, I mean, I, I hate to knock them, but it's. Why you go to a place like Millburgers? That's, because, that's a fact. Yeah, because the research has been done. So I was in another box store. <gasps> what were you doing oh. there? I was buying food. Okay. Okay. <laughs> myself. Okay. And I saw waxed roses. What are waxed roses? Roses that are shipped basically bare root, but they they put wax on them so that they can't leaf out. Um, yeah, around the stem. Yeah, I've seen that. Huh. And it keeps so, them to transpire. So the, it keeps the, them from transpiring. Yeah, so they can keep them. They have a longer shelf life with them, but everything I've found on waxed roses, they don't perform as well. Oh, ever? Uh, like most of them die before they oh my gosh. get to do anything. Yeah. And y'all don't do bare root anymore? No. Uh, much better. We want everybody to be successful. So yeah. when it's in a container, we can already see it's grown or growing. There you go. And, um, the customer can see it as well, so yeah. you know, we know you're getting a quality product at a uh, quality price. Let's see. Um, anything else going on? Any in-store specials? Anything? Uh... Well, uh, we had the fruit. We had the fruit trees on sale. We wanted to make sure that we had them on sale for the uh, event yesterday. So that's continuing. Okay. Uh, we've got the house plants. We've already mm-hmm. mentioned that one. You've got still got some blue bonnets. Uh, there, when I looked at them this morning, there was blue and there was that's red. Where, that's red, white, and blue out there. Okay, so I didn't see I the looked white. at them when I come up. And then there's a couple of flats of stocks left. There, there is. And there's uh, there's some bigger stock coming in, hopefully, Tuesday, Wednesday. Cool. Some of those 10-inch pots. I was telling uh, Jerry and Milton that the uh, my snapdragons, uh, which is kind of the dominant plant in the cut flower garden, they that freeze we had... Put them into their uh, paws, their winter paws, but the stocks didn't get affected at all, or the clanchula. Oh, blew, wow. Booming up a storm, and uh, the fragrance is unbelievable. It's, it's one of my most favorite winter plants next to cyclamen. What about that? <laughs> Jerry noted the uh, so, fragrance on yeah, your Yeah, listen. Are listen. those white? Are there, is that the one? That's that's not your lobularia. That's oh, okay. the regular alyssum. Okay. It, it's fragrant. It's very, very fragrant. And they're doing very well. They've responded really well to this weather we've had yeah. out, out there in the gardens. 
I was looking through the uh, fruit section, and it looks like uh, Texas A&M is well represented in the nectarine section. It is. With smooth Texan number one, smooth Texan number two, and smooth Texan number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, all of them are, and then they've got smooth zest, number one. And Smooth Delight, number one. And all those mm-hmm. are Texas A&M uh, releases, I think. They are, but me and Milton got our uh, our Aggie stuff going because uh, what color do the uh, orange trees uh, fruit out? That's true. Yeah? Nice burnt orange. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's true. It's proven scientifically. What, oranges? Yeah, they're, they're, they're orange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We did that on purpose. Too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we need to take a quick break. We're running up against one. Anything else, Trace, that we got to bring up? I, I think that covers just about all of it. Good. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, give us a call. Be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Now is the time. Now's the time to head on over to Millburgers to find savings on fruit trees. You know, you've heard a lot about fruit trees. We've talked about them on the air, and you've gone to some of the seminars. Well, now is the time to find the best selection of the year on fruit trees at Millburgers, and now's the time to plant. At Millburgers, you can choose from apples and peaches or pears or plums or apricots and much, much more. And all varieties are selected and recommended for San Antonio and Central Texas. So you won't be disappointed buying a fruit tree that does great in Minnesota, but not so well in San Antonio. That's right. And you'll find savings on these fruit trees as well. In the five-gallon container, regularly $34.99, now 20% off. You'll save on half-barrel planters lawn top dressing from nature's creation organic compost and much much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery 1604 on Boulevard Road And Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. The that one in the movie, the Million Dollar Quartet. No, that's Carl uh, Perkins. All right, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Hmm. That's a recording that's a session. Good group. Yeah, and uh, there is there. I think there is a whole album of that recording session. That kind of happened by chance, according to Elvis and Wikipedia. Is that right? Yeah. Um, they did good work. Did, have you been to Sun Studios? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a disappointment. I mean, it's not a big place. No. Not a big building. No, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. Let me take a second to talk to you about Free HDTV Texas. If one of your goals uh, this year is to be more of a a good steward with your money and you want to cut the uh, cable and uh, still get great quality television, give Steve a call at uh, 
the uh, folks over at Free HDTV Texas uh, and learn more about what he can do for you at Free HDTV Texas. You can go to FreeHDTVTexas.com and learn all about the uh, all the channels, dozens of channels that you can get absolutely free. Uh, just on your regular TV set. He can show you all about that. He's developed a system that works great. In fact, he can guarantee it'll work or you get your money back. Uh, but you'll get great picture and sack some pictures uh, and sound better than you would get if you were getting it through cable uh, because it's filtered through cable, according to Steve. And uh, so uh, you get better sound. Yep. You get better sound, too, because it's not I don't guess it's processed. Huh. As much, yeah. It's, it, was, it was interesting. So you can learn more by going to freehdtvtexas.com, or if you're ready to learn more now, uh, give them a call, 210-660-HDTV, 210-660-HDTV, for freehdtvtexas.com. Right here in San Antonio, doing a great job. Happy to have them. Uh, we've had some listeners who've called in and, and called them and uh, taken advantage of it. So I'm, I'm real excited that, you're, that it's working out for you. All right, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I want to encourage everybody to, uh, when they come in to get their fruit trees, if they come in to buy a fruit fruit or nut tree, to get this listing. Yeah. Uh, unless you have gotten a name of a variety from... Uh, from Calvin's article or, or from the plantanswer.com. But, uh, and look at the chill hours. That's, a, that's, a, that's important. That's, uh, uh temperatures, uh, well, 45 degrees and less. Only if they want to have fruit. <laughs> quite, yeah. o- quite often. Yeah, well, maybe all those people calling in, uh, didn't want acorns. Uh, have the same feeling right. with fruit trees. Of course, with Red Baron, they could uh, at least, she, well, most peach trees are beautiful, have but, good flowers. Yeah, but most of the, uh, 90% of the, the article of the varieties listed uh, on the, in the Millburger listing uh, are adapted to the area. But I was... I was looking uh, looking through the apples, looking over the variety of apples there. They got Fuji and Einshimmer and Anna and a Golden Dorset and some of those. Golden Dorset's 100 hours. They got listed at 100 hours. That's the one I had, Dorset Golden, yeah. But they also have one that Calvin knows, Macintosh. Yeah, which... 900 hours. That's fine. Minnesota. <laughs> that, Michigan. That, that is the famous uh, pie apple of the north. I mean, I mean, <laughs> we had several trees there at Kansas State uh, when I was up there. And that's what people came after to for cooking and canning and things like that was the Macintosh. Well, where could you that's grow it in Texas? Uh, uh, up on the top of a mountain? Yeah, no, up at uh, uh, Panhandle. Oh, yeah, okay, Amarillo, nine hundred. Amarillo, Amarillo, my word. I don't think I don't think Lubbock's got nine hundred. I wouldn't think so. But oh. uh, that's why it's important to look at the chill hours on the peaches and uh, and apples and things like that. Let's see, they got apricots too for the same. 
But uh, anyway, that's got a lot of good information in there. The uh, I was looking over Cal. We mentioned Calvin's article early on in yesterday's paper, which is good and recommends our uh, uh, peaches that we like for this area, and so and some other things. And you, if you want to try nectarines, uh, uh, which we haven't recommended in the in the past years. But uh, you might want to try the new uh, Texas A&M uh, nectarines. I'm sure those Aggies bred out all those problems that uh, we used to have with sure. nectarines. Don't you trust them, Calvin? Absolutely. <laughs> he choked on that. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, like I said, they get they get new. Uh, the new citrus in every day. Uh, what Jerry's talking about is nectarines are harder harder to grow than peaches. Oh really yeah, exactly the same as peaches, other than they don't have the, the fuzz. fuzz. And you, so you do away with the fuzz. And uh, you know we talk about the, the importance of spraying peaches, and if you don't spray <laughs> nectarines, they just don't last. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Maybe this new Texas A&M variety will. You think it's got a harder harder uh, coating or something. <laughs> but uh, I, people, we've always said that a nectarine is just a peach without the fuzz. But I, I get a distinct flavor difference in pe- between peaches that I like to eat and nectarines. Hey, we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call. What? You know, is it a hard break? No, no, no. We just got to take one. Mm. 210-308-8867. Stop it. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of today's show. And uh, we got uh, lots of good questions the first hour, and uh, uh, we encourage you to give us a call, and let's uh, find out what's happening in your gardening uh, world today. 210-308-8867. And Jerry is correct. The sun has gone away. <laughs> it was here momentarily. Uh, but Sounds like a song. Yeah, the sun has gone away. There goes the sun. Kevin got his gloves on. Yeah, now we know. told him not to put those gloves on. I'm going to tuck my hands in, too. In yesterday's paper, Kevin writes in his This Week in the Garden, to reduce squirrels dominating your bird feeding, use seed and suet flavored with hot pepper and also use sapphire, sapphire uh, flower seed. Birds like these food options, but squirrels do not. 
And why is that, Milton? Squirrels have lips. I know. I didn't want to take away your opportunity. <laughs> and, and I would also warn people that if you use those uh, peppers type of feeders, feeds, it makes the meat of the squirrel hotter. Oh. They don't eat it, it's though. It's flavor. They don't eat it, yeah. So you'd have to... Well, they might eat a little bit. You know, all it takes is a little bit to get the meat hotter. <laughs> So uh, you got to be careful. You don't want to run the meat. Okay. Uh, and uh, Kevin also gives a tip of uh, about the, Kevin realizes that the most most of the tomatoes and peppers and eggplants and okra plants have been killed by freeze. Yeah. Man, uh, he talks about and everybody's getting ready for the rodeo tomato coming up in February. Well, you said it would be two two weekends away? Two, no, it's almost a month away. Oh, the rodeo starts on the 6th. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Three but weekends. The tomatoes have already been grown. Uh, I mean, they're growing in the greenhouse as we speak. And, and gallons and uh, four and a half inch. And they're looking good. So, uh... It's time to think about starting to uh, plant for the spring again. So uh, you may, uh, but anyway, Calvin was talking about when you pull your tomato plants or your okra plants up, uh, watch for the nematode nodules on them. Uh, I, I thought of that because I left mine sit, my tomatoes sit there for quite a long time. Luckily, I had planted them in the part of the garden where there weren't nematodes. But, oh, good. <clears throat> but it's, uh, I think a lot of other folks, yeah. uh, same situation I was in, <clears throat> we didn't need the space. We already had the uh, broccoli and cauliflower all planted yeah. and everything. So now, what do you do if you find <clears throat> nematode not you? Into- well, one thing on the tomatoes... Uh, these the rodeo tomato, the new rodeo tomato this year is not nematode resistant. So uh, if you find nodules on okra or 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 other to, or tomato plants, try to f- first of all get all those nodules you can out of the soil. Mm-hmm. I mean all the roots that's got nodules out of the soil. And uh, Calvin says, uh, bag and throw them in the garbage rather than being composted. Because most people don't compost, they rot. Uh, Calvin says, note the area of the infestation in the garden and only plant nematode-resistant vegetable varieties there, which are few and far between. But as uh, <laughs> Onions. Yeah. Uh Resistant tomatoes like uh, Tycoon and uh, Celebrity. 968. 968. And Valley Cat. Cat. Valley Cat. Those four varieties. Yeah. Farewell. That's the only four varieties we got that are nematodes. Sweet corn. If you got, yeah. Not a lot of us growing sweet corn nowadays, but that's one that would work there in nematode country, too. But... You watch those areas, and you don't rototill through those areas or rototill around those areas because that's the way nematodes are spread is in in water 
and, and running water on the bottom of your shoes, tracking from one place huh. to the other, and uh, rototilling. In other words, mix, con, mixing the sea, soil with uh, with other soil that's not contaminated. So uh, well, you kind of w- wait to the last, I guess, <laughs> with uh, uh, tilling that area or cultivating that area. And then uh, you plant your rode- new rodeo tomatoes that are not nematode resistant or any that you want to plant that are not nematode resistant. There, there's no uh, heirloom tomato plant that's on the market that's that's nematode resistant, unless unless you consider uh, uh, the, the, the nematode resistant uh, celebrity. Well, celebrity, yeah, consider celebrity and. Uh, well, I'll think of it in a minute. It'll come to me on the way home. But uh, <laughs> you can tell us next week. So, so if you're big on the heirloom plants, they're not nematode resistant. Uh, the uh, so keep that in mind and uh, identify your areas uh, where there has been nematode action. Now, for sure. If you got a garden and you grow okra, they love okra. I mean, you'll you if you had if you had a plant that uh, stayed small, uh, you could go into a long row of okra, and you have small plants, and then stair, uh, stair stepped up to a larger plant. I'm talking about ten feet tall. And so the smaller plants probably have nematode. So uh, look at your small okra plants and uh, when you pull them up and see if they have nematode. Nematodes are hard to, hard to, hard to handle. Yeah, uh, really no good treatment. Yeah, in the greenhouses, uh, uh, we've uh, taken to uh, just removing the, removing the soil mix. And they they're growing in a in a pasture in a soil mix sold by a local compost place. Where do you where do you throw the old soil? Do what? What do you do with the old soil? Just the corner I, of the I guess property? They, yeah, I guess they put it on the lawns. I guess. That I guess that's a good idea. Yeah. And so uh, that that's about the only that's kind of a harsh way to have to do but uh if you ha- if you have an outbreak in a small garden uh you can dig out that Thanks. area and use a use a of mix in there uh, look at Aeneas Perry's articles mm-hmm. uh let's see yeah somebody wrote in about uh they're going to move in the summer, and they want to dig rose bushes this winter and grow them in pots until we change location. We have such a mobile society here in, in Texas. I imagine that's that's true in San Antonio. And uh, Neil says uh, 
Yes, do the digging by early February. And uh, this goes for shrubs and and trees that you want to move and everything else. This is the dormant time of the year to move them. So uh, uh, you'll and maybe reduce the top. Let me see. Trim uh, on the roses. Uh, Neil said trim them back by half or more to compensate for the shock of the root loss. Uh, keep them watered thoroughly as long as they're in pots and even after they're planted into your new garden. So uh, that's something to consider. Now, if you've uh, <coughs> looked at uh, plantanswers.com within the last couple of days, mm-hmm. you'll see that we've had a change. We took out the poinsettias off. The front page, like I promised last week, and uh, we replaced it with uh, pictures of a Laura Bush petunia. And to accompany that, in the topics of the month, we have a wonderful article uh, written by, uh, well, dictated by Greg Grant and uh, uh, Crape Murder Murder? No. <laughs> And written by one of his master gardeners up there. Did a wonderful job of it. Uh, uh, talking about the history of the Laura Bush Petunia. Oh, cool. And that's, uh, that's on, uh, on the uh, topics of the month in red. And it's uh, third, fourth topic of, of the month. It's called Laura Bush Return. Uh, Laura Bush Petunia, the making of a Texas superstar. So uh, if you and it's got pictures all around it, as well as uh, as well as these pictures on uh, PlantAnswers.com, the rota under rotation gallery. So uh, you'd be interested, probably be interested if you like Laura Bush Petunia. Now, I added a little bit. Uh, Greg didn't uh, didn't give John Thomas and Wildseed Farms much credit, but uh, they they finished the uh, finished the procedure out that we went through to get Laura Bush Petunia, and that's by selling seed of Laura Bush Petunia. So uh, I gave the ad the. Uh, Listing of a uh, uh, wild seed farm. I've got a picture of uh, John Thomas and uh, Greg and I in the Laura Bush in a Laura Bush planting up there at Wild Seed Farm. And I've got the instructions that Wild Seed Farms gives on uh, how to handle uh, Laura Bush produce. And I've got some already volunteering and coming up. Yeah, and blooming. Yeah, now. Uh, in John, in the in the Wildseed uh, write-up, which, like I say, I have on an article. Uh, let me get. Yeah, well, let me give the phone number while you look. Two one zero three zero eight. 8867-210-308-8867. Of course, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Yeah, he talked about, uh, they talk about uh, in the catalog that uh, 
The average planting success, Milton, yeah, seventy percent. And even if you don't try very hard, <laughs> germination fifteen to thirty days. Mm-hmm. Optimum see soil temperature for germination is sixty-eight to eighty-six. That's pretty good range. Yeah. And uh, blooming period from April to first frost. Uh oh. And uh, I was seeing where they said. Uh, so are they supposed to be blooming now? <laughs> no. Uh, well, it depends on where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's in a container, and because uh, you know, a laurel bush is pretty tough. But hmm. uh, I've even got some wave. Petunias that are some red ones and some pink ones that are blooming that are in kind of a sheltered area, you know, in big containers and things uh, by citrus. And here, here's so, what I, here's what I uh, perked up about. It says uh, about lower bush petunias. It said direct sow in early spring after the danger of frost has passed. But like, that's probably north for the north. But but I've seen these old-fashioned petunias germinate, like you say, now. Yeah. yeah. You've got little plants now, right? i got blooms. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, and you mentioned From the, little plants? Yeah. I mean, they direct seeded? Um, I, yeah, they, these were volunteers. Okay. I didn't plant it, so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture. Okay, it's a reseeding petunia. And uh, I, may, I added to this uh, write-up that uh, the in- interesting thing about it is that uh, the availability of lower bush petunia selection is the first time that a reseeding old-fashioned petunia seed have been available for sale. Hey, guy. We have Drip Steve on the porch with us, man. <laughs> I thought Steve was going to have been down and uh, pet that no, savage cat. Don't there. pet the cat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's uh, the, the notorious. That's not the main cat, is it? Yeah, it's, the new, it's back from it's the back. Oh. They just brought, brought it while you were talking. They said he's nicer now. Well, let's take a quick break. While we do, we'll uh, talk to Steve and find out what's going on. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up uh, from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Now is the time. Now's the time to head on over to Millburgers to find savings on fruit trees. You know, you've heard a lot about fruit trees. We've talked about them on the air, and you've gone to some of the seminars. Well, now is the time to find the best selection of the year on fruit trees at Millburgers, and now's the time to plant. At Millburgers, you can choose from apples and peaches or pears or plums or apricots and much, much more. And all varieties are selected and recommended for San Antonio and Central Texas. So you won't be disappointed buying a fruit tree that does great in Minnesota, but not so well in San Antonio. That's right. And you'll find savings on these fruit trees as well. In the five-gallon container, regularly $34.99, now 20% off. You'll save on half-barrel planters, lawn top dressing from Nature's Creation Organic 
and compost, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. There must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Al Vitz back at the station uh, playing music from the King. That one's from the uh, 1968 Comeback Special. I remember. So lots of great songs, lots of great information, Al, but I want to get to James on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, James, welcome to Millburgers. Wow. What's going on? Where are you? At a bar. Oktoberfest. It's not October. What is it? Oh, I'm on the fire. Hey, listen, if y'all can hear me, uh, I've tried in years past, been alive, been real successful with uh, features, but I've always had I've had difficulty after three goes, I guess, over the years. Well, so I've done them in the the Santa Rosa. They've lived a few years, but never produced. So I want to give another shot since uh, so what's y'all's recommendation of plums? Florida King. Uh, uh, that's on, a peach, isn't it? No, yeah, he said plum. It is hard oh, to hear you, plums. James. What are your recommendations on plums? Well, I guess Methley is the easiest. Methley? Yeah, and Santa Rosa. Yeah. Right. He was going to try Santa Rosa again, he said. He didn't yeah. have I've tried Santa Rosa uh, once and Methley twice, and I've just not had a lot. So if I was going to do one or the other, you think Methley's the way to go? Methley's supposed to be the easiest. Okay. I'm with you, though. I've never had great great luck with, a, you know, seven. I get a seven plums or eight plums. <laughs> a swing. The, the one year I had, I got a Morris plum, which is a, the, the best plum around, but... What I've had, I had that produce fruit one out of eight years. Oh, is that, oh, is that the plum we got? Yeah. Long time? Oh, that's for good. Chill is too hot. I'm a little south. I'm on this far south side, if you will. So uh, as far as production, I just want production. So which Methley still or Santa Rosa? Well... I don't know. I think that no, it's a bi- Santa Rosa is a bigger fruit, but Methley is consistent and full tree of fruit. Okay. okay. I'll give it a shot. Okay. Isn't Thanks, James. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Hopefully it was hard to hear you, James. Hopefully you got that information. <laughs> 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. What else I you got think going? he was in a speaker box. Yeah, but I think he was a speakerphone someplace. And started, oh, okay. It's kind of hard to pick Any, up on. Anyway, uh, I mentioned... Four, four, five, five. I mentioned uh, a question earlier that uh, I think a couple of weeks ago. We got a question that said, My daughter would like to plant a pomegranate tree. Mm-hmm. When is the right time to plant them in our area? 
And uh, the answer was early spring would be the appropriate time to plant pomegranate. Most of the nurseries will have them at that time. I was looking through our uh, pomegranate uh, listing of uh, fruit trees that's coming in. And uh, <laughs> I'd... I'd I'm going to try to pronounce these better. I should give these to you to pronounce. Yeah, I'll butcher them. El Saran No. Salvanoski. That's been a good one, Salvanoski. And Sir Sir Anor? Sir Anor? They're all. And one called Sweet. Pakistani and uh, yeah, yeah, Asian names, and, uh, and these are ones that uh, that have been tested in this area, and uh, they're self-fruitful. And uh, uh, like I said, when you come in, get this listing if you're interested in pomegranates, and uh, pick the one that uh, sounds the best to you. I listed uh, in the column next Saturday, I talk about pomegranates, and I listed some of those in there. amazes me, it wasn't but five years ago, four years ago, there were, the list was completely different. Yeah. Pink satin. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we had one of them, uh, was there one, Kandahar, or uh, there's a couple of them that yeah. are still on the list there. There's a Texas, Texas pink, isn't there, or Texas satin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you say, this list has changed. Now, I don't know whether they've changed nurseries or, or what, but uh, these are all well, foreign the, names. That, I think Jerry and I probably agree, despite the fact that Wonderful is the most productive from California, I don't think I'd recommend that you plant it here anymore. No. Not not when you've got choices of some that have been tested. And that's what everybody has. Yeah. I've got a Wonderful there, and I think I, I had Maybe 19 fruits over the last 10 years. Mm. It's not not very productive. Nice looking plant, but it's not very productive. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of the some of these uh, tree. You yeah, talk about pomegranates. Some of them are trees growing the oh, trees. Yeah. Mister oh. Mister Moy had uh, that came up with uh, Arctic frost and uh, uh, orange frost uh, satsumas. Uh, has a pomegranate that he developed, and uh, we've taken cuttings of it and, and rooted it, and sold some of it. But uh, I'm not a big pomegranate person. Yeah, but I guess some people. I, I think you're better off to buy them at the at the oh. grocery. But they're uh, what I like about them. Um, you get get to eat the seed. I know. I like the the orange flowers in the. Oh yeah, April. They're beautiful. Uh, like six weeks. The the uh, well, not all those varieties, I guess, have the the flowers that bloom that long. But in my neighborhood, the the deer don't eat them, and so right. so there's a lot of naturalized, and that 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 big orange bloom is there, April. Let's see, I'm thinking starts in March and finishes in May. Spectacular yeah. orange blooms. Um, and then and then uh, some of them have fruit. 
but that that's a that's a great addition to your landscape. They, they make or, ornamental. Uh, I was looking at the, over the list here to see if they uh, mentioned the blooms, some that bloom more than others. But I don't see anything about uh, no, they don't rate refers the, to the bloom. Yeah, they don't re- rate those the blooms of those varieties. No. Right. But all of them, all of them have blooms that look good. But uh, uh, some of the, there's some ornamentals that look even better, and then uh, some of the varieties have a bloom that is uh, showier too. But at this point, we don't know which is, which yeah. is the best bloom on those varieties. I, th- I think if I wanted an ornamental fruit tree, I'd stick with Red Baron. Yeah, it's their, their, their pretty I don't know right. how you're going to beat that. Yeah. Or, or have both. Have the Red Baron for the early blooming and then and yeah. then have the uh, one, one of the pomegranates for that uh, late spring bloom. They're what? They're... Uh, uh, <laughs> it, there used to be an orchard up... Up in uh, Fredericksburg, uh, on Highway 290, going out to Walsey, uh, and they, they had a one one or two red barren trees at the beginning of the orchard, and in the spring, it was the first one to bloom, and it you could pick it out a hundred yards away. Uh, they bloom. They bloom a long people. time too. Yeah, they do. So it, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful thing. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You can call with your gardening question. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, well, while you're while you're looking, I want to remind folks that David Rodriguez is going to be here on February twenty fifth. From ten to eleven thirty. February twenty fifth. Oh, what did I say? January. Yeah. I'm sorry, January 25th. I'm You're sorry. jumping ahead, Mel. Yeah, the rodeo is the uh, the 25th, uh, the big rodeo celebration here at Nursery. But uh, David will be here on January 25th from 10 to 11.30 doing a free workshop on uh, shade trees. And then um, the same day we've got the blood drive here at Millburger, so we encourage you to come on out and give blood. For more information, you can go to millburgernursery.com. Just go to millburgernursery.com. We uh, were talking about nematodes earlier, and uh, we got a question in that said, I have heard that applying sugar to the soil when planting a garden will take care of nematodes. Is this a true statement? Maybe and they maybe for, they like <laughs> sweet soil. I don't know. Uh, as far as Appleton asked, I have never heard of this being a cure for root knot nematodes. I found several mentions of it on the Internet, but none of these were accompanied by any substantiating research. The way that got started, uh, when you, they, they put some nematodes in a solution of sugar, and it, do, it does something about draws the water out of their oh, yeah, cause exoskeleton. Because sugar does that. It yeah. draws water to itself. There you go. Huh. And uh, but that was in a laboratory, so if people like to take the laboratory results and translate it into field applications, so it it won't work. <coughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, somebody wrote in and said, uh, 
I wish to plant three nasty, thorny, ugly, deterrent shrubs, bushes in front of the three windows pertaining to my three children's bedrooms. Okay. I don't know whether he's trying to keep people out keep or kid, keep people keep, in. Keep the kids in. Yeah, I had a neighbor in uh, East Texas that did, did that, but that was he was <laughs> trying to keep his daughter in. Oh, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Unfortunately, this area is in bright shade bright. against the northwest side of our house. What is bright shade? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Maybe uh, dappled. Okay. Or, dappled. So uh, what do they call it, though? Diffused. Or yeah, diffused. So pericantha wouldn't work. Any any suggestions will be greatly appreciated. Why wouldn't? Uh, let's see. Oh, well, I guess it's not thorny enough. Forrest recommended uh, Chinese holly. Yeah, it's... Although uh, it would not classify as ugly. <laughs> no. Also, also, if you were... Uh, it's not it's not like a rose or like pericantha if you were really desperate or really neat, wanted to get in, you would you would get in, you'd just go through it. It's. Uh, I think uh, pericantha is a good idea. Except it's, it, is it su- sunny enough to support a pericantha? Yeah. Maybe if it got a lot of times the pericantha gets yeah to the above or up to the roof then it gets sunny enough but yeah there's a, they've got like I said in, uh, out around uh, Farrell Ranch where my son, daughter and son-in-law live they have pericantha trees out there full of bears right now I'm becoming I'm liking that pericantha more and more and of course I drive by a big uh, I don't know what I, I think that's a cedar, uh, a juniper tree, that's full of pyracanthus berries. I mean, it, you can't see the you can barely see the understory tree for the pyracanthus berry. Hmm. And I watched it, and I never had realized how pretty the bloom was oh. uh, in the spring of mm-hmm. pyracanthus. And uh, also, of course, the bears come on and stay for a long time. The bears have now turned red, and uh, the birds haven't gotten them yet. But yeah. they eventually—I don't know if the birds get them or they eventually fall off. Depends. Depends on where, which site. Yeah, and when, and years, some years, uh, birds clean them off pretty quickly, yeah. and other years they don't. Yeah. Last few years, I hasn't seemed <laughs> to get them. But. Uh, they're thorny. Oh gosh, yeah. They're thorny. Yeah. And so uh, you might try pyracantha. Uh, let's see. Can can I put a rosemary plant in the ground at this time? If it is upright, mold, uh, answer is if it is upright rosemary, it should be okay to go ahead. And plant it this time. I, don't, I assume that this is early fall. However, it is a prostrate. Yes. I, I, that, that word bothers me, Milton, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Burroughs, Mary, I would recommend that you wait until next spring to put it in the ground. So it must be more cold-sensitive cold than uh, 
upright road there. When is the best time to prune the lower limbs on my Monterey Oak? Oh. <laughs> right now. Oh. It's, uh, did he, it's not one of those situations where they've got the... He, he, he just a few, you know, he's not going to cut off half of the limbs and the yeah. foliage. Yeah. So my, I, have a, I have a question on that. Everybody always wants to know how big a collar they should leave. How big a collar on the when they cut the branches off of the lower branches? Yeah, uh, just if they can see the collar, you don't cut into the collar. Okay. It's a, it's a little ring around the trunk of the tree where the uh, limb comes out and so when you're cutting the limb off you cut it you cut the limb off just beyond just above the collar and what's what's the practical purposes behind that uh i, I already know the answer it heals okay. yeah it, 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 much it makes a healing faster. faster yeah that that scar tissue is initiated right there well yeah vascular system just moves that way too. If you don't understand what we're talking about collar, we're talking about the inner tube uh, shape uh, structure that's right at the base of the limb that you're getting ready to cut off. Oh, okay. So don't cut back into the collar. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you learn something every I day. I do. Every day. Getting, I have a question be a little much. Yes, uh-oh. <laughs> Eventually you won't have room. <laughs> I think I think I'm there. I think it's bumping out some other stuff that I probably need. Neil Perry wrote about uh, winter honeysuckle. Okay. Do we have any of those? I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> okay, here it is. Longifera fragrantissima. Uh, I'll have to go check the botanical. <laughs> uh, they, in general, there's only two honeysuckles that we have most of the time would be the halls yeah, and the Japanese purple yeah. leaf. This is a small they, tree. Uh, well, then I don't have. And it, it blooms real. It blew. It had very. Fra- it's very fragrant, and uh, blooms in the early spring. I don't know it either. Uh, uh, it's, that makes me feel better. Uh, many types of honeysuckles are actually shrubs. This grows. He's Neil said it grows four to six feet tall and wide. I've we've got some old ones in Tennessee that are probably uh, fifteen twenty feet tall. <laughs> oh, he's running check. <laughs> uh, does does well in part shade to part sun. Burns in extremely hot. Blooms in late December through mid February. Uh, not it doesn't have showy flowers, and uh, but it has the most beautiful fragrance ever. Ever, huh. it was funny <laughs> when, when I when I was a kid uh, in elementary school. We used I used to walk walk to school, of course, uh, and they uh, there was this one house we went by that. It had a beautiful fragrance to it. And so I didn't know what it was, didn't care what it was. Yeah. But we loved the fragrance. And uh, uh, when I went back to, when I found out about this, there's some uh, winter honeysuckle in uh, Hollywood Park that the forest showed me, some trees right there, right by the uh, 
right by the the uh, clubhouse over there. And uh, uh, Neil says, Winnie, winter honeysuckle is rarely seen in local nurseries. You may have root cut. You may uh, have to root cuttings yourself, and if you can find if you can find a plant in your neighborhood, like I say, I know there's some in Hollywood Park. You don't have it. I don't have any. Yeah, I don't think anybody does probably. But uh, when I I uh, f- first got on the track of these things, uh, I talked to Dr. Sam McFadden, the hibiscus man. And uh, and the crepe myrtle guy, uh, and he sh- took me over and showed me these trees, which we had walked by and enjoyed the fragrance of when I was in grammar school. So uh, they they're just they're Neil describes them as a fairly ugly tree with uh, not very showy flowers, but the fragrance is what uh, sets it apart an interesting plant well trace what's going on man i i don't know i just keep watching those uh those big vegetables move around yeah um talk about that again it's not the plant of the weekend but people may be really interested in those all right so i'm assuming most of everybody that's listening has been to the rodeo and gone through the go texan tent yeah and they always have these monstrous vegetables that they use as displays uh, you know, cabbages and and Swiss chard and, mm-hmm. and real pretty, like almost almost ready to eat. Yeah, uh, on a lot of them they are ready to eat. Doesn't David say he grew them? And doesn't he usually tell the public that he grew them? Uh, I don't I don't know. <laughs> he he had, he had them, them grown. <laughs> and uh, so there's always there's always a few that they uh, you know once they figure out the square footage and all that 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 they don't need. And so we got a hold of them. Oh, good. So they're really huge. They are huge. Uh, so if you need a conversational piece on your porch or patio for for the next little bit, these are uh, monstrous at, at least. Yeah, I don't even know. I was trying to give people who might not have an idea of how big they were. Well, they're, they're in 10-inch pots, and most of them are twice as wide as the, yeah, as that, the pot. Yeah, that one leaf. What is that one leaf that we're kind of straight the one closest to the pole, that big leaf yeah. there is what? Like that is maybe a cabbage. It is probably about 18 inches across. and I would say so. Yeah, yeah. and maybe 18 inches tall. It's huge. And, and you see the head is already halfway formed inside. Oh, cool. Really? Wow. That's neat. So how much are those selling for, and can uh, people call in and just put one aside? They can. Uh, it's, it's limited. We, there was only like uh, foursies of, of most of it. Right. Uh, and I believe they're sixteen ninety nine. So sixteen ninety nine, and then you can um, call 210-497-3760. That's the nursery from Millburgers, and they'll put one aside for you. But call quick because there's only a few there. The kales are beautiful as well. Yeah. I believe there's a little bit of broccoli and uh, Swiss chard. And maybe a couple other ones. Okay, you'll 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 instantly. You can tell everybody you grow these. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> Just like David. That's what David does. Hey, hang, hang with us here. We got Beth on the line. Just got a question about bush honeysuckle. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi there, Beth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Thanks. Good. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to comment on that bush honeysuckle. I have two. I think the one one of them may have died during the drought. I don't know, but the one closest to the house. It's blooming at this time of the year, and after, it is, like Jerry said, 
wonderful fragrance. The bush itself is not very pretty. It's real raggedy looking, and the right. bark is dark, is real strappy, you know, really ugly. And it's yeah, that's what out. Neil said. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, mine is blooming, and it does make a little red berry. That the no, like. it's it's beautiful. I mean, but it's it, that it, it's that fragrance. You know, when it first starts putting out these simple, simple little creamy white flowers, and you know it's time. So anyway. Just wanted to comment on it. Well, thank uh, you. Are you in Ho- Are you in Hollywood Park, or where are you? No, I'm in Oakland Estates. It's oh, out, okay. Off of, out, off of Babcock, farther okay. out. Okay. Anyway, uh, I uh, had some work done on the well earlier, well, at the end of last year, and they kind of cut it back kind of r- roughly. And so yeah. it puts out a lot of new sprouts, you know, shoots coming up. So one of these days I'll get out there and kind of clean it up a little bit, but... I was, yeah, where, I did, where, did, where did you get the original plants? My dear sweet mother-in-law, who lived in the area of Babcock, no, Blanco and Hildebrand. She was the one who gave me my start probably in 59. Uh, oh, something. Lord. Those are definitely all older neighborhoods right in there. Oh, yeah. It's, so. yeah, old, <laughs> yeah, and mine is, mine is old, and I had a second one. I don't remember whether... It was a volunteer or what, but it was growing along one of the fences. And I think it may have died during our drought this summer, you know, but I'm going to be checking on it. And But anyway, it is yeah, a pretty plant. Did she, yeah. uh, did she root the cuttings? or? No, 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 you... I haven't tried that. No, the one that my mother-in-law gave me was already potted up in a pot. Okay. So, so you don't know if she rooted the cuttings or... Or got a. Uh, I have no seed, idea. Uh, seedling. I, mean, I have uh, no. I have no sprout. idea. But did, were you reading? Were you saying Tennessee is where you were familiar with them? Being yes, from? ma'am. Yes, okay, ma'am. my my father-in-law was from North Carolina, so it could be that somebody from North Carolina brought the plant down to Texas, maybe or something. Who knows? Could be. Like I said, that near uh, is yours a tree. No, it's about, um, let's see, it's about seven feet tall, but okay. it, has a, it has a whole bunch of trunks that come up okay. from the gr- ground. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not a tree with a single trunk. Anyway. Probably one of the most fragrant trees uh, around. It's so nice. would work. And between planted. it and then that other one that blooms real early or blooms all year along, the sweet olive. You know, and then also the autumn clematis, that white. When you you don't even pay any attention to them all year, but yeah. then all of a sudden you get that wonderful fragrance and anything. Wow! So anyway, just thought I'd okay. let you know. Okay, cool. Thanks. Okay, enjoy Thank your you program. For calling. Thank okay. you, Beth. You take care. we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace up on the porch with us. We'll be back in a moment from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. 1604 on Bull Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Now is the time. 
Now's the time to head on over to Millburgers to find savings on fruit trees. You know, you've heard a lot about fruit trees. We've talked about them on the air, and you've gone to some of the seminars. Well, now is the time to find the best selection of the year on fruit trees at Millburgers, and now's the time to plant. At Millburgers, you can choose from apples and peaches or pears or plums or apricots and much, much more. And all varieties are selected and recommended for San Antonio and Central Texas. So you won't be disappointed buying a fruit tree that does great in Minnesota, but not so well in San Antonio. That's right. And you'll find savings on these fruit trees as well. In the five-gallon container, regularly $34.99, now 20% off. You'll save on half-barrel planters, lawn top dressing from Nature's Creation Organic compost and much much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery 1604 on Bull Road. Seven lonely days and a dozen times ago I reached out one night and you were gone Don't know why you'd run what you're running to from all I know is I want to bring you home So I'm walking in the rain thumbing for a ride on this lonely Kentucky back road I've loved you much too long My love's too strong Let you go Never knowing what went wrong and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, Kentucky Rain. Uh, our final Elvis tribute song today. Great job, Al. Great music. Uh, Jerry was asking me about uh, the weather here in San Antonio. Will there be San Antonio rain? All right. So today, uh, tonight, patchy fog after uh, 5 a.m., but a low uh, tonight of 51. Much better, so much warmer than last night. High today. Near 66. Let's see. Currently, it is 57. <laughs> so actually, let's see. If this is right, it uh, yeah. So uh, my phone tells me it's warmer, but oh. maybe, maybe my phone's warmer. <laughs> Tomorrow, 20 percent chance of showers and thunderstorms oh, afternoon. Lord. Widespread fog, mainly before 9 a.m. Otherwise cloudy with a high near 66. Tomorrow night, areas of fog after 9 p.m. It's getting foggy. Uh, Tuesday, patchy fog before 9 a.m., <laughs> high near 77. Tuesday, cloudy, 65 for the low. Wednesday, 20% chance of showers All and thunderstorms. Right, again, again. Yeah, mostly cloudy with a high near 78. Wednesday, 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Wednesday that wasn't evening. put that in there. <laughs> Thursday, 40% chance uh-uh. of showers and thunderstorms. Cloudy with a high near 70 degrees, east-northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour, and a 30% chance of showers uh, on Thursday night, 40%, uh, let's see, 40% chance of showers on Friday, too. The reason I asked for that weather deal... Yes, why did you ask? Well, because it's, uh, it, I'm warning, telling people that if they want to pray for their broadleaf weeds uh, that you need a few consecutive days where temp- day temperatures will be in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And when it's not expected to freeze overnight, and if it's not uh, expected to rain. Oh, okay. That might be the time, that is the time to apply a broadleaf weed killer spray to eliminate those cool season, non-grassy weeds before they get big and ugly in four to six weeks. Well, in March, when blue bonnets bloom, the weeds oh, bloom. Okay. And so... Uh, it's also the, uh, that kind of weather is the weather, weather you want to do your uh, scale controls yeah. with oh. horticultural oil on your fruit trees. And so, what kind of what weed fi- weed killer will you use, Milton? Mm. Weed free zone. Oh, okay, glad you told me. That uh, the that is the uh, oh a Roundup won't work. Of course, you wouldn't want to use that on your lawn anyway. But weed free zone is is the one Trace uh, found out that can be used in the cooler weather. Oh, okay. And it's effective in the cooler weather. So that's the one you want to use to get rid of uh, those weeds, which are very inconspicuous now. Well, but unless they're, they're little round rosettes. Well, unless they're uh, um, there's two 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 selection two weeds out there <laughs> that are really what help with the purple flowers, uh, uh, henbit, oh, henbit, 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 and chickweed. Yeah, they're yeah. going strong. They're noticeable. <laughs> And that henbit's hard to kill, even. But this is the one you want. A, you want a broadleaf weed killer spray that contains uh, 2,4-D, and uh, that'll eliminate the uh, broadleaf weed. Because uh, weed-free zone is is the one to use, and don't spray over your uh, ornamentals, the uh, uh, broadleaf stew, okay. or your blue bonnet. Yeah. Planting and sprouting. Okay, we got to say goodbye for today. I want to thank everybody for listening on behalf of the docs. Of course, thanks to Al back at the station doing a great job with the music and getting all your calls on the air. I'm Milton Glick. See you next week on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. Elvis has left the building. Thank you and good night.